Okay, so I've got, I, again, I think I have an idea. I have an idea for an intro that I had for an earlier episode and never used. Like, it's not related to the okay. episode, but it's just, you know, we'll try that. Yes. Hello, my name is Mr. Stupid Sexy. I believe you have a podcast for me. Okay, Mr. Stupid Sexy, what's your first name? I don't know. It's the Stupid Sexy Podcast. That is the second intro in a row that's got a slow clap from me. Absolutely, baby. Always nice to get the clap from Heather. So, welcome to the Stupid Sexy (laughs) Podcast, Season 14, Episode 12. I'm spelling as fast as I can. And of course, both hosts are here, as they always are. And on the other side of the internet from me is Heather Anderson. And on the other side from me is Alan Irwin. That is me. That's my name. So, (laughs) yeah, this is exciting. (laughs) We're moving on now. We're past the 300th episode. Uh, I mean, we were several episodes ago. So we're going to power over to the second half of season 14. It's exciting. Uh, hopefully you got to enjoy the bonus episode, 22 Short Stories About Springfield. What a great time we had chatting about that, am I right, Heather? Aren't you half? Oh, absolutely. Right, so, will I do the synopsis? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Season 14, episode 12. I'm spelling as fast as I can. Lisa qualifies for the International Spelling Olympics, demonstrating just how exceptional a child she is. While there, she is forced to make a difficult moral choice that may determine the trajectory of the rest of her life. Meanwhile, Homer becomes obsessed with a limited edition menu item in Krusty Burger and embarks on a national tour to track down as many of the delicious treats as he can. That was one breath. Yeah, and it was. You it, did it again. It was succinct. That's the shortest synopsis I've ever done, but I feel like it did sum it all yeah. up. Yeah. So, in a sentence, how do you feel about this one? I, I, I feel like this was an okay episode, but I find it quite boring. Okay. Like, I know that there were bits that I, I did like, but there's not, I feel like there's nothing really coming to mind. If you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I could like reference something from it. Mm-hmm. Like off the top of my head, I would have to think about it. And I feel like I'll maybe like it a bit more after discussing it. I feel like it was a bit like last week's episode. Nothing fundamentally wrong with it, but it just didn't click the way that I hoped it would. With the open, like with the opening credits having a little thing saying three hundred and first episode, mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, okay, so we'll probably it'll, 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 let's hope it's good." And I thought it was underwhelming. The episodes are back to back in real life at the, at, the, at the first broadcast, yeah. so that's why they did that. But yeah, well, well, look, we'll get into it. We'll see where we are with it. It's eh. okay. So there was no chalk gag. No and the couch gag was just the etch a sketch again, which was fine the first time. But I, I, I don't really like sometimes that they reuse couch gags unless it's a really good one. Like I really enjoy the one that yeah. we use as our bed music. You know the one where it's like the they do the the kick line and then it lifts up as like yeah. a Vegas show. That's very fun. But uh, so we start with a reference to Elvira's like movie nights uh, with Boo Barella and what a boo, what a boo here, jeez. It's like Marge after she's got the Quite surgery. The rack. Here's my favourite Elvira fact. <gasps> Count Dracula. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> very good. I was going to do something with the blob and just say the boob, but like... The bloob. The bloob. Um, <laughs> so my favourite, uh, not my favourite, but a bit of trivia I have about Elvira. Elvira lost her virginity to Tom Jones. Hello, bud. Yep. And apparently in a le- more upsetting part of the story needed stitches afterwards. Uh, his... Wait, did she give birth to Tom Jones? No, he just had a big willy. Uh, I don't know why I said it. That's oh, I don't want stitches. No, nobody wants stitches. No. Pearl virus. So uh, she shows average dicks only, please. Absolutely. If anybody's going to bum me, I want it to be below average. Well, to each his own. All right. Well, then, fucking Billy Biggie in us here. Oh! She shows this film, this weird film. 
that has Ray Romano in it. Yeah. It's like, it's a very good Ray Romano impression, but it is. do you like Everybody Loves Raymond? No. No. I feel like, so no. in the UK, for anybody who's not from the UK, we, on a, on a, in a weekday morning, Channel 4, which is one of the main channels, will mm-hmm. show, usually Everybody Loves Raymond, Cheers, and Frasier, and I definitely feel like that is by far the weakest of those three. Yeah, no, it's one of those ones, I just never got it, so I never gave it the time to get into it. No, it's it, my, my dad loved it, but he also liked Mrs. Mrs. Brown's Boys, so I feel like we're not on the same wavelength comedically. Yeah, I feel like that all that also sort of nails the taste level perfectly. Yeah, I think so. So, so they take a break, and she goes, "When I come back, you can see more of my boo." <laughs> and I was frightened. <laughs> so the ad is for the Quickie Mart, and Apu says the Quickie Mart believes in America. Please don't beat me up anymore. So are they? Is he been attacked like in racial attacks? I think that's what it is. Well, I mean, Snake seems to hold it up quite a lot. Mm, very true. But does he beat um, him up? I mean, he shoots him. I, I would say shooting someone is like quite. No, but if I said to you, well, Heather, I'm going to beat you up right after school. You could hit him with the gun. If I was like, I'm going to beat him. you up after school, pistol whipping. You wouldn't expect me to pull out a nine millimeter and empty a round into you. Well, I mean, expect the unexpected. That's bullying 101. <laughs> Fine. I, I don't think I was really ever bullied. I've been punched in the face by a kid, but it was a one-off. Uh, I've never been never been punched. I've been bullied, but I've never been punched. <laughs> Living the dream. You don't get to turn out like me without a good bully. You'd rather be punched than not bullied, wouldn't you? Really, like, You'd rather be my scenario, not bullied but punched. Yeah. But although, can, can you imagine me not being the way I am? I don't think the world would be ready for it. <laughs> oh, what, what, watch out, planet! Don't! There's also an ad for the Krusty Burger Rib Witch. The McRib is back! And it's like, so I never really liked the McRib. Like, I've had it. Neither did I. I don't really get, people love it though. But I liked, uh, you always like the songs like, like a rib. You know, the, I can't do the song, but you know, the yes. ones like the steel workers. Like, but yeah. this raised the point for me. Can Krusty eat rib? Because Krusty's kosher, isn't he? But is that not the whole thing that was that was that not brought up? Well, yes, whole... but we can talk about that later. But like, that was my first thought: was can Krusty eat rib? Because yeah. usually pork rib, isn't it? I guess what the McDonald's McRib is is pork, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Right. I wish I could remember the tune of the song because there was a lot of great tunes in this episode. That's one thing I'll say for there it. Was yeah. I never liked the McRib. I never liked the McRib. But I did like that fine about the McRib. There was someone at a funeral going, "You gotta wake up, man! The McRib is back!" And then the guy who's dead <laughs> sits up, and goes, "McMotherfucking Rib!" <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, I, I do miss Vine. I miss Vine. Uh, more I'll than see I miss if I can McRib. find it for you, and if I can find it, I'll post it. Don't. Homer really wants a McRib, but Bart is like, Dad, we're running out of leg veins to transplant into your heart. He's like, I got arm veins, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's the first day of school then, and Skinner's walking in, and he goes, school's back in session. Session. Let's begin our lesson. Lesson. Good lad. And it turns out Willie's going to kill him. Yeah, that was oof. I knew they didn't get along, but I didn't know it was that. I bad. mean, he, he cut Willie's salary. There'll be lots of cuts. Oh, I know. <laughs> Most of them budgetary. It turns out that Nelson and Martin have both been to space camp. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. And Martin outranks Nelson at space camp. He's a mm-hmm. commander. So, what is space camp? I don't really understand what the concept is. I don't really know. I think it's just like, let's go look at the moon. Well, let's let's do it. Let's let's Google 
Let's go to space camp and find space out. <laughs> so essentially, it is a camp that is where they provide educational stuff themed around space exploration, aviation, and robotics. It's in NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama. That makes sense, I guess. Space! Anyway, I'm talking about space camp too much. Skinner spent the summer working as a major D, he says, uh, because <laughs> we've established he has no money, given the fact he gets Edna a fucking ring box. Yeah. And Jimbo goes, my dad says you're a bus bunny. He went, you mean your dad, the raging alcoholic? <laughs> Get him, Seymour! Yeah, fucking right, Seymour. Take him down. That guy, that kid stole your underwear one time and you needed those, you really did. I like the wank joke. Stand back, it's wanking time. Which is actually <laughs> what I say immediately before any time I masturbate. I mean, same. Yeah, you have to like, don't you? Yeah, otherwise what's the point? I know. Everybody else in our house three times a day hearing us shout that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they do. Well, we do work from home. <laughs> Absolutely. How else you want to put a fucking day in? Work? Don't be silly. They do a spelling bee to welcome them all back. And the last two left are Milhouse and Lisa. Now, Milhouse fucks it up anyway. But also, oh. Milhouse should have thrown it for the woman he loves. Mm, but he had to prove himself as a smart boy and not just someone he is Milhouse. It's great that they went, spell choke, and he went, oh, that's easy. F? Like, F. <laughs> like, they should have given him a word that was oh. like PH, and then... You know, oh, I don't know. That's funny, though. And then Skinner goes, stop laughing, it'll scar him for life. For life. And then he goes, oh, it is contagious. Can I say as well, um, I have to bring up another Vine reference because <laughs> it, it it just made me laugh a lot. Um, there's this guy that I love, Mike Meeks. He did a series of, of bad spelling bee uh, words to get. And it was like, your, your word is four words. Can I just have the one, please? <laughs> <laughs> Your word is unspeakable. Could you at least try? <laughs> They're very, very funny. Spelling bees are such an American thing, though, aren't they? Like, I don't remember yeah. ever doing... We did spellings in school, but you had a yeah, notebook like, and you wrote them down, and then they were marked yeah. by the teacher. Yeah, it wasn't a race. No, definitely not. I enjoyed that they give her a kickball with Mars on it. Yeah. <laughs> I see no <laughs> evidence of water here. Yeah, which is the line of the episode. Homer looking at a kickball. And then Mars goes, I'm going to kick this right onto the mantle. And then she boots it into the living room. Bing. Lovely. And then, so it's like, Lisa, because she's one of the, the uh, local thing, can go to the state one and potentially the, the Spell Olympics. I also loved uh, Bart going, I am P. <laughs> Bart says he's P. <laughs> And then, and then Ralph saying, I made Bart in my pants. <laughs> and then Bart tries to get a goal with Lisa and Nelson like, shut up. <laughs> I love that very much. So then Bart is like, she's excited to see Lisa like into something that isn't saving the whales. He's like, come on, Lisa, the whales are doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so Homer's out then and he, he runs into a mascot who's like a frog. But coated in Mc, 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 it's not McRib, it's the rib witch. The sauce. The sauce. And I kind of want to eat sauce off a big weird frog man. Okay, that's certainly a sentence that you said out loud. <laughs> no, but like not in a sexual way. Um, which as soon as you say that, I, people assume it is a sexual way. But I like, didn't assume sexual. Like, I just dress a big frog man. I want to go mm, delicious sauce. That's like you know, mm, delicious sauce. <laughs> yeah, and then he says and. The guy goes, and yet my children think I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Homer goes in, gets her at which night. You'll know this. You're the film buff. Homer Eaton and the pupil dilates and all. What is that mm-hmm. a reference to? Um, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. That's the one. I thought it might have been a Clockwork Orange at first, but it was like... So it's it's Requiem for a Dream. It's the heroine then. Yeah. yeah. So he really enjoys it. Like, he really enjoys it. So he it. really enjoys it. What? That was such a, I don't know, just a wholesome being like, oh, I like the heroin. So he really enjoys he really, it. Well, I mean, one thing you'll say about people on heroin, they really enjoy it. Well, I mean, for the first couple of times. Yeah, and then it ruins their lives. There's a grim thought. So I like this. So they go to the state championships and Homer has his own state cheering section as well as Lisa. And I like that I Mo that. was really unenthusiastic about it. He's like, yeah, you ain't Classic so happy. So then he takes Carl and Lenny to back to Krusty Burger. And he asked for uh, ribwitches, but instead of a drink, he wants a blended ribwitch, which sounds truly oh. awful. Um, but there aren't any. It's a limited edition. So then this guy oh. turns up and he's like, you got to follow the, the ribwitch round on tour, man. And I like that it's the dead. It's the deadhead. It's the grateful dead, you know. Yeah. But, and they've got the van and all. And uh, it's like, you don't have long to live or something. And the guy's like, yeah, especially when you eat these. And it says on the slogan, will cause early death. Cause early death. I like this. Well, Ralph gets moved to Willie's shack because Lisa gets a double locker. It's like, yeah. don't bring your books. They won't help you there. <laughs> <laughs> so they cut to the, so for some reason, Lisa's story like is on the news. And Ken Brockman uses yeah. the kind of segue that I use when I'm doing stand-up, which is, and speaking of news stories, here's another. The Zen of the Sequence yeah. releases out for a run like Rocky, and everybody's getting her to spell things. And it has a nice ACDC reference, as you know, my favourite band. Yeah, so you forgot the lightning bolt. You forgot bolt. the lightning bolt. I can't do auto. Everybody's Marge. You forgot the lightning bolt. <laughs> so um, Marge is ma? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I don't want to marry either. So I like as well when she jumps over... Barney and he's like R E L A P C S E. That's what beer has done to me. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it. To me. <laughs> yeah. Which is the weirdest. That's funny enough. Today I was in work and that song came on the radio. And not that one, obviously. Respect, but like, and that suck it to me bit is so weird because what are they talking about? It's like, it's like, give, show me some respect. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it. Lisa makes it to the grand. National, the, the Spell Olympics in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's hosted by, I need to, the George Pimpton. Yes. Who provides his real voice. He actually died that year as well, so this is like his last role. What a role to go out and on. And it turns out that he's most known for playing the evil Dean in Boner Academy. <laughs> Why did you expel him? He changed my golf club with a large rubber phallus. <laughs> oh, yes. And then the, the nice use of I put a spell on you. Yeah, where they do all the spelling. Nice. And I'm going to say this right now. I fucking hate that adorable kid, Alex, right? Yeah. And here's why I hate him. him. What is his look, right? He's got a backwards cap, shorts, and a fucking bow tie. What is he? It's either smart casual or it's casual, mate. You can't be both, you wee wanker. And why have a lisp? Well, how about you turn your fucking hat around and maybe nobody will notice, you wee twat. Sorry. <laughs> Who hurt you? The, a wee twat with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, he's For like, what sake. is what is he? Yeah, I hate him. How do you feel about Alex? Um, I mean, um, uh, mums seem to love him. Well, that's all that matters, isn't it? Not really. No. I like as well that when Lisa thinks she's going to win, she goes, I'm going to be queen of the world of spelling. Of spelling. Queen of the world of spelling. Of spelling. <laughs> Which is very sweet. George Pimpton talks to her and is like, look, you need to throw the contest because the world of the spelling bee has lost its glamour and we need like a big star (laughs) 
Like that we fucker, yeah. Alex. You think people now just want Ozzy Osbourne? Oh, look at me! I'm a drug addict. Ho ho ho! Which is a spot-on impression. <laughs> yes. Basically, if Lisa throws the contest in exchange, he will give her free college at any of the Seven mm-hmm. Sisters, which are the historic mm-hmm. female colleges, and a, a George Pimpton hot plate, which is perfect for soup and a hot plate. <laughs> Now, I've written down here, so Lisa has a dream where the seven women representing the seven colleges come to her, and mm-hmm. they all have something to offer, so I'm going to go down this, and maybe you can pick your okay. your runner-up and your Oh, two. yeah. Okay. Okay, so Bernard offers being Columbia's girl next door, uh, Radcliffe offers meeting Harvard men, Wellesley offers marrying Harvard men, Mount Holyoke offers just get steaming, like just get really drunk, Vassar offers don't shave your armpits. Smith offers play lacrosse, and Bryn Mawr offers be a lesbian or at least bi curious. Hmm. I want to say the Steeman one would be my runner up. Yeah, I think Steeman's my runner up. Because he doesn't love And I think my, uh, my winner is the be a lesbian because as a man who's. Oh, straight, everyone should be a lesbian. But also, like, just it, nothing would change for me. I would continue to sleep with women. Not if everyone was a lesbian. Well, if everyone was a lesbian, I would continue to sleep with women. Because I'm now a lesbian too, because I went to this college. <laughs> anyway, what's your um, number one? My number one... Do you feel that strongly about not shaving your armpits? I don't really care either way. I feel like I wouldn't fit in, because, you know, if everyone's like, uh, after a while they just get annoying. Okay. Um, this, this is, you're drawing this out here. Come on, what's your number one? Um... Um, I don't know. I was going to say meeting Harvard men. Why? But then, because I feel like they would be, they would be the worst. And you kind of like the idea of meeting the worst worst men? Yeah. You're going with meeting Harvard men? Yeah. Boring. Uh, So you want to go to Radcliffe? I don't want to marry them. (laughs) Wellesley, I think, is where um, Hillary Clinton went. And Bill Clinton went to Harvard. (laughs) So it works. Can I change? Oh, don't say I'm like Hillary Clinton. Lisa wakes up in a screaming fit and talks to Marge. Basically says to Marge, look, could, can you afford to send me to college? And Marge says, oh, well, maybe not in your father's salary, but as long as I teach piano. And she doesn't play piano. And she goes, it's okay. I've just got to stay one lesson ahead of the kid. <laughs> Which I thought about that. And I was like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Like, the kid's not going to fucking know. Does- kids are stupid. I guess it depends how quickly they learn. That's true. So then Lisa says, it's okay, I'll just not go to college and marry Melhouse. And then she has this fantasy where Melhouse is like, I'm so happy. I don't care this is a dream. I'm so happy. And then whenever Lisa's like, no, it's not going to happen. And the dream starts fading out. Melhouse says, I'll never be this happy again. But for me, is big Heather's axe energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be this happy again. Well, yeah, you won't. They then cut to Homer with all the mm-hmm. lads because he, he's decided the, that he can't go with Delisa's final because he wants to go and get a, a ribwitch in San Francisco. Krusty turns up and like the ribwitch has been discontinued. Now, he says that the animal they're thinking of is smaller and has more legs. What do you think the ribwitch is? But as you said earlier, I think that means Krusty can't eat it. Well, if he sounds smaller and more legs and we think it's a pig... What has more legs than a pig? It has to be an a insect. A millipede. It has to be an insect of some description, doesn't it? Millipede. Do you think it's millipede? Would you eat millipede? Millipede. Well, if it was cooked nice with some spices. Well, then, well apparently the red witch is delicious. So, Krusty has one left, and he throws it into the crowd, and Homer gets it, and he starts punching people and going, 
Welcome to the real world, hippies. <laughs> and then Krusty does another nice Grateful Dead reference when he says, what a long, strange product rollout it's been. <laughs> and drives away. And I like when he's driving away, he's stop at the lights and then continues the drive. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was very satisfying. Homer, in the end, trades the last rib witch with an Italian man who offers his car. so Because Homer, this is nice, Homer decides to do the right thing and he's going to go and watch Lisa. Who cares about the sandwich? Yeah. And then after the Italian man eats it, he goes, uh, I have a the buyer's remorse. Do you regret any purchases that you want to share with us? Oh, yeah, I did buy 24 litres of iced coffee. It lasted me a week. Seriously? It didn't. It lasted me a No, 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 no. It lasted me a lot longer than that. That, that, was, that was a joke. Thank I hate God. that you thought that was real. So Homer runs down to see, or drives down to see Lisa's, and he arrives. He goes, Daddy made it for your dance recital, honey. <laughs> Oh, I know it's way in the past now, mm-hmm. but I did really like the bit where um, at the start of the ceremony they go, and in the age-old tradition of the spelling bee. Oh, and they release, <laughs> release all the bees. the bees. Yes, that was really good. <laughs> and then they release like toxins to kill all the bees. <laughs> Everyone just starts fucking choking. Um, no, that was that was very nicely done. Lisa reveals that she's been tried. They've tried to convince her to throw the contest, and mm. she reveals the scandal, but then loses anyway because she misspells yeah. the word. So Lisa threw accidentally loses the contest, and we fuckface wins, right? So Lisa's devastated, and then George Plimpton has this great line where he goes, "And now you lose everything, and I go back to whatever it is I do," because <laughs> nobody knows who he is. I know. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Um, Rip. So Lisa lost, and she's, of course, devastated about finishing second. She's very sad, and they go back to Springfield, but there's a big celebration for her. Because, and I quote, Springfield's biggest winner pre-Lisa was a woman who dated Charles Grodin. I love um, that, that her sign was too good to be number one as well. Yeah, that, that was really that nice. that was really nice. And then they, nice. they show this weird carved mountain of Lisa, which I thought was going to be another dream, but it just, like, they just did that. Yeah. And... That reminded me of, have you ever seen the, the Richie Rich film with Macaulay Culkin in it? Yes. Where they've carved cinematic Mount Richmore. masterpiece. Yeah. I love that film so much. Oh, and the, like, oh, there's the bit where, like, the evacuation thing is, like, the nostrils. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And then they, Classic. it revealed that all their treasures aren't money, they're, like, just fucking junk. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier to say all of our treasures are our memories when you have the money to make Mount Richmore. <laughs> That's very true, yeah. We've got so many <laughs> memories that we had to build a fucking mountain to hide them in. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So many memories of uh, all of our money. Yeah, oh, it was great. Because <laughs> we got to do all these things because we didn't have to work. Yeah, so the episode ends with a shot of Lisa, Mount Lisa, which just is so weird. Like, it's such a weird ending. It really is. And that um, is it. That's it. Yeah, it's weird. I was going to say, I'll be inter- it'll, like, it'll be interesting to see if they actually like keep that up like in the continuity. Oh, they like, definitely won't. It's just going to be on the side of the fucking mountain. They definitely will not. Um, what did you think? I think... What do I think? Like, there, there were bits of it that I found very funny mm-hmm. that... I feel like it probably says volumes that I had to talk to someone else who'd watched it to remember any of it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, like, yeah, it was a decent episode. There was definitely high bits of it, but I just think the entire episode was a bit flat. I think part of the reason why it was a bit flat was because it was like a whole... There was that whole element of it of Homer realising, oh, I should be there for my daughter, directly after an episode where Homer realises, oh, I should be there for my yes, son. Yes, that's a reasonable you know? point, actually. Yeah. It's, it was there's a repetitiveness to it that I only appreciate yeah. how you said that. 
So, I mean, I originally gave this a three and a half because I do think that I enjoyed it more than mm-hmm. I enjoyed last week's. So I feel like I have to give it a slightly mm-hmm. higher score. So I said three and a half, but I thought it was reasonably good. But as you said, there's nothing really memorable about it. Like there's, there's some good bits, but like... I feel like you would have to kind of think hard. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've seen it twice. It. One of which was today, and I don't yeah. have a huge amount to talk about. Yeah. So I don't know, but okay. Well, we'll so what are you going to give it out of five? I'm torn between two and a half and three, but I feel two and a half is too little because it wasn't. It, it wasn't a bad episode. It was just fine. Mm-hmm. Like it, I feel like it should have been better than it was because there was some really good bits in it. But I, I don't know. This just wasn't for me, so I'll give it a three. Okay, so that's six and a half out of ten. So once again, if if you want to watch it, go ahead. But we're not forcing yeah, you to. <laughs> yeah, don't put it on like your your top of season fourteen to watch by Absolutely. any means. But who knows? I mean, it could be the, the the top by the time we got to the end of the season. Well, it's not though already because we've already done like a nine. Yeah, no, I know, but I was saying like the rest of the episodes could be, all be like ones. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm with you now. So it okay. could be near the top of the list to watch. Yeah, it, it very much could. So something to think about. Okay, watch it if you if you if you if you want. I mean, always if watch it dare. if you want. If you ooh, my boobs. boobs. <laughs> okay, well that's going to do it for episode twelve of season fourteen, which of course was I'm spelling as fast as I can. Next week, it's going to be A Star is Born Again. Uh, Ned potentially finds new love after being widowed. And it features three guest actors. uh, Helen Fielding, who wrote uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. James L. Brooks, uh, who created The Simpsons, obviously. And Marissa Tomei as Ned's love interest. So, always used to fancy Marissa Tomei, so maybe it'll be a very horny episode, you know? I mean, it probably will. It's you. Um, Will Marge be in it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> will Marge be there? <laughs> um, before we go, I have a question for you. Go on. Who would win in a fight? Little Richard's boo or Elvira's boobs? <laughs> well, do both for me and I'll see which one I like better. I just did. No, do it again. Boo-boobs. Um, I mean, boobs makes me think of boobs, which is always fun, but I think it's I think it's the boo. I think it is. <laughs> I felt naked there for a minute. Woo! I can't do it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. I've been Alan Irwin. I've been Heather Anderson. And we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, you can't spell team without me. (laughs) And you can't spell sexy without... Why are you looking at me like that, you perv? (laughs) Perfect. Right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.